Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Phantoms of the Silver Screen podcast. I am one of your hosts, Jumpy, and I'm joined by my twin, Rip. my slightly younger twin, slightly Rip. Today we're talking about Dreams in the Witch House, another tale told by Guillermo del Toro in the amazing Netflix anthology series, Cabinet of Curiosities. And I loved it. Man, I loved this episode. Yes, this is episode six, Dreams in the Witch House. I love introducing the episode, knowing full well that you've read the title before you clicked on it. Yeah. Just in case. One day, we're going to put a different title just to, like, fake out everybody. <laughs> Be like, ooh, you thought you were, you knew what you were in for? Well, guess what? We did this. I guess they'll think it's a mistake. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Today, we're talking about Rugrats Halloween special. That's right. Yeah. Idiots. No, oh, we're man. still talking about Gab's Curiosity. I love it. Hmm? I just finished my uh, rewatch of Hey Arnold. Oh my god! And like one of the last. I've been episodes, so jealous of him for doing that. I don't have the time right now. Like, um, I watched the Jungle movie, but then I kept watching up the last three episodes that like aired kind of out of order. Mm-hmm. But it was um the one with uh the the Ghost Bride it was pretty good. Did the Jungle movie tie everything up? Pretty well, yeah. For the most part, I mean, this I'm gonna is have it. to do a rewatch and and watch that. Oh yeah, yeah. It was good. It ties ties things up. I would I would have liked more of an interaction with uh, Arnold's grandparents and you know spoilers, <laughs> but and his parents. What? He doesn't have parents. Oh, there you go, everybody. <laughs> They're gone. Um, but yeah. This I always forget. I always love the, because it's this time of year. But I always love the, the spooky episodes. Nick, Cartoon Network, to me had a good and Disney Channel, and just at some point, it just the quality of those episodes started dropping. And like at some point, it just stopped making Halloween episodes. I don't understand it. Being an old person means that you're not quite sure. If it's nostalgia that makes you think things were better, or if it's just because you're old. Oh, yeah, that's true. Or maybe just things shifted. Like, And you look at the shit that kids look at, and you're just like, <laughs> you think that's good? That's your good? <laughs> that's what things are going to look... You're going to look back at that and wish you saw whatever, like um, Ladybug cartoon, whatever the kids watch these days. <laughs> I think the Telltale was like Simpsons, and like... Just grab somebody and make them watch all the episodes from like, like a like a teenager and have them. Let's see what they laugh at the most. Hmm. What a modern day teenager! Yeah, I wouldn't even know. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I guess, but like there was a Simpsons episode where they got into like a a town civil war because they didn't like the way the area area codes being introduced to their society. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah. What do modern day teenagers think is funny? They love cringe humor. They're really big fans of it, I think. I do think modern day teenagers love horror. You know, they're getting into it. That's why. Because they're so desensitized I'm, and feel nothing. Like Stranger Things is popular, but that's why like shows like Cabinets of Curiosity deserve a second season. They I'm do. looking looking at this poster and this episode came out on October twenty seventh. Why aren't isn't there a season two of Cabinets already? I don't understand. I want to know what the demographic is for Stranger Things. <laughs> it's everybody. It is everybody. But is it more younger audience or is it 80s nostalgia people? That's what I'm curious about. And the results are in everybody. <laughs> it is inconclusive 
it's mostly young adults, it says, which means teenagers to 25, which I don't, that doesn't help me. <laughs> Whatever, I'll never have that answer. Stupid internet. Doesn't know anything. I have a feeling, I'll use my feelings, because that's what people do on the internet. I think that the statistics would show, and I'm not going to look up the real answer, that it's mostly 80s nostalgia and not as much teens as one for, would think. For what? Like there would be, but more like older folk. Well, for Stranger Things? Yeah, like 30-year-olds. Yeah, I mean, you got to think like people in their 40s, closer to 50s, have kids that like, you know, that I don't even know. I don't know. Do people have kids at random ages now? Yeah, it could They they probably had kids like at in their 40s or their <laughs> 60s who knows yeah but yeah um millennials one day will have kids but this episode has and stars uh ron weasley or rupert grint i'm sure he loves being referred to as ron weasley yeah i'm sure too just like <laughs> 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 this dude loves to be referred to as Harry Potter all the freaking time. Yep, Daniel Radcliffe. Rad- he loves it. <laughs> so, um, and I feel like that information can tie in some, you know, different generations to watch this sh- this episode. I was definitely excited to see him. I haven't seen him in much yeah. since then. I used to hunt down work of his but he did like random indie movies because i'm sure he's got a made man <laughs> he made a movie called cherry bomb once that was a weird one and then uh i'm sure the three of them just don't need to do anything for the rest of their lives oh i mean daniel radcliffe works like a madman he's in a bunch of stuff he was just weird al yalkovich uh, how do you say it yankovich sure gazunte he was just he just played weird al but like I don't think he needs to. Like Emma Watson just chills. She picks and chooses her roles. I feel like Daniel Radcliffe just like is, loves acting and he'll just take anything. Cuz he's been in a Well, a he su- picks weird stuff. Like that's his thing. He wants to be in like offbeat things. Emma Watson, I don't even think wants to act really. <laughs> she <laughs> she went to school and like did a whole different career path. Well, she I think ever since well she did Beauty and the Beast. Yeah, like three or four years ago. Yeah, but then I feel like ever since she said she did, this is the end. Like, that was it. (laughs) She was in This is the End? She was in This is the End with Seth Rogen. And there's a lot of rumors about, like, um, how she did only a couple scenes because of how uncomfortable she was. Well, I mean, it was a weird-ass movie (laughs) with a bunch of famous people. Who are also super weird because they're rich and famous. Yeah. And I know she's one of them, but like she's more of the normal, I want to go to college type. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I feel like after that movie, she kind of just kind of took a step back. Did Beauty and the Beast come first or did This is the End come oh, first? This is the End came first. Okay. Like I said, they don't need to do anything. So it's nice to see Rupert. Rupert in Grint this. doing stuff. He's done smaller role stuff, and this is a small role, I guess, but it seems big to me. I, I liked him in it. Yeah. He did a great accent. Yeah. That Which old they Boston. don't always pull off. Mm-hmm. The old Boston, and I think we got like a confirmation that this is uh, uh, before World War Two. Yeah. Felt like it anyway. But this is like Early 1900s, like around the he, 30s. He's doing a Leo DiCaprio accent. <laughs> and I went as far to say that to Rip during the episode. It just sounds like him and the departed. <laughs> I need the keys to my car. Ah. <laughs> Can you oh. tell we don't know any Bostonians? <laughs> <laughs> oh. was it? But yeah, this episode... What do you think? I I do think it's funny that like I saw a lot of Easter eggs to Harry Potter, but I feel like that's just me being me because it's like I, I think it was just it's a well, first of all, it's an amazing witch story, yeah. really good. 
You don't always get a fun witch story. You don't always get a witch that's that intimidating. Mm-hmm. And they were able to pull that off. So oh, for sure. Kudos to them. The, whoever acted this and wh- whatever they did for this witch. Like, I don't know if that was makeup, CGI, both, whatever. Perfect. Like, that was creepy. I liked it. More than most modern monster scary something in the closet horror movies like this one really pulled it off with i know half the budget that a movie would have so mm-hmm. half is being generous <laughs> so they did a really good job with that um as far as the cgi i don't know if it was cgi um i just think they pulled off a really great episode yeah the and the story was good too. I mean, it's a twin who saw his sister pass away from sickness as a young child, and he saw her ghost disappear. In a like, as soon as she died, he saw her ghost. As in, he saw her on the bed, lifeless, and he looked up, and he saw a glowing figure of his sister standing in front of him. And before she, like, disappeared, she was frightened. And the last thing he said to her was, I was, I will always protect you. And he and meant that. He saw her get dragged into the netherworld. Like, yeah. this little pocket of forest somewhere out there. So he had, like, a, a spooky experience. Um, and that changed his entire life's trajectory, basically. Yeah, and... And set him on the path that he was going to go on. I mean, that that would change anybody's life if yeah. you saw a ghost of someone you loved get dragged away into the ether, into a like a forest, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's important that he a saw location, the like yeah, that just in their house, and it just disappears. And I think it also calls into like, you know how they say twins can kind of feel each other's feelings sometimes. Mm-hmm. I think he probably feels her like loss her feeling of being lost i'll say that like that idea of it was the weirdest to me but like it's not like it ruins anything i just thought the idea of how do you get your sister out of this this situation and the fact that your twins is the key to doing it Mm -hmm. that seemed a little um are you afraid of the dark to me (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's true. where it's just like well we need a way out and here it is because like what about twins I don't know I guess the whole psychic connection is what they're going for but yeah. it's that that part of the plot seemed a little weak to me everything else was perfect but like they didn't even touch upon it they were just it's not like, really yeah. yeah like you kind of figure like if I were to make a guess she's in the lost she's in the forest of lost souls she's feeling lost then he kind of feels like her emotions off of that and that's probably why he wants to go and look for her he he believes he's an adult now uh walter and he now he is looking for a way to the other side because he wants to get his sister back but so, this is like exactly what his sister would not want like he's yeah. wasting his whole life he did waste his whole life mm-hmm. on this vendetta to get her back do you think how would this change your life if you saw not like exact same situation? Obviously, that's too sad. Let's not put <laughs> ourselves there. But like you saw some like life altering, not just like a spooky image in the distance, like right in front of your face, ghost doing things. How would that change your life? I I don't know. You know, I mean, I mean, if you, like if. Are you afraid of darks? The tale of the shiny red bicycle ever taught us anything. It's not to dwell on anything, and the other side, if they truly loved you, would want you to live your life and move on, right? The way you've said that makes us makes us feel like we're part of this cult that's trying to spread the word of Betty <laughs> Ann and the, the Midnight Club, the Midnight what? Society. Nah. In the words of the Red Bicycle Scripture, episode three, read by season David. four, the prophet David spoke. But yeah, I mean, I guess that's what you would want, right? 
Um, but like, it does kind of shift things when you like you see, you like the ghost, and then they get like, oh shit, what the fuck? <laughs> Can you imagine that? Someone <laughs> dies in front of you, you see their ghost, and then they look off to the side like, yo, what the fuck is that? And it disappear, and then you're just looking around. There's nothing, and you're like, oh. What did you want to live life after that? Like, well, like die. I, I know I would live with a greater fear of the beyond. <laughs> yeah, I'd probably go into the, I don't know, the priesthood, because <laughs> you just saw confirmation of like spooky things happening. You probably want to do everything you can to become spiritually, like super strong. Go into the priesthood or join every other denomination and, and get to the top players of that religion and move on. Pope Chumby at your service. <laughs> Rabbi. Everything. So, have you ever seen The Mummy? Of course. Wait, the one with Brendan Fraser? Obviously. There's no other one. We don't <laughs> talk about it. There's a character called Benny in The Money. In The Mummy? In The Money. <laughs> in The <laughs> Mummy? Um, and he's my favorite character in that. Uh, he gets his comeuppance, so he doesn't come up in any of the other ones. But I wish he stayed because he was just so fun to hate. Um, <laughs> and his best scene is when he first interacts with the mummy. He's just like, oh, no. And he just starts pulling out all these religious chains praying. And he says, yes. like, all the Our Fathers. Oh, and he pulls man. out the Star of David, starts praying. <laughs> and he, bring, he pulls out, like, every denomination's, like, <laughs> ritualistic stuff and starts praying praying in all these different languages um and it gets him out of it because he speaks a language that the mummy can understand at one point but yeah that's what i would become the sleazy benny who just <laughs> believes in everything so that he can protect himself oh that's funny <laughs> no I mean, that'd that's be worst case to... scenario but like that would be a dark timeline for me <laughs> I mean, that's one way to handle seeing a ghost disappear in, in fright. Because, <laughs> like, it would, it would, it has to dominate your life. Like, you're the guy who knows ghosts exist. Yeah. You would join all the societies with other people like you. And I mean, that's what happened with Walter in this episode. He that's his life. He, yeah. yeah. He that succumbs to his life. He starts trying to find mediums and psychics with his friend. They join the spiritualist society mm-hmm. and his friend is like, look, I got a, I got offered a job at Time Magazine because uh, this doesn't pay. And this is before cameras and uh, video cameras, at least, and social media where they could just post any kind of. For free. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Before they paid you to write. Now you just do it and hope to make money. Off ads. Yeah. yeah. I mean, people on Twitch go to Hunter Houses and just, you know. I wouldn't do that. <laughs> a Twitch person. I wouldn't be a live streamer who goes to Haunted Houses. That's not my thing. That is screaming like a Hell House sequel to me. <laughs> oh, yes. A direct-to-DVD version. <laughs> a House 4. Um, it's relatable and catchy because it's from a Twitch stream. Uh-huh. That would be the modern day version of this, I guess. <laughs> but not even because Twitch is dying. YouTube so, TV. So with that first scene, I don't blame Walter's like journey here. Mm. You know, he he becomes obsessed with this, and what makes it worse is that we find out he's a <laughs> well. This is not the worst part. We we find out he's he's a bartender. That's how he's been making ends meet, but. Uh, he overhears two people talking about the forest of the lost souls or whatever and he's just like oh is that the forest of dead people I know about that forest and the two guys were like okay the way these guys were made to appear makes it seem like they're of Native American descent yes or they are Native Americans. Yeah. But they uh they have a meet him they have him meet them in an undisclosed location, which turns out to be an opium den. Hmm. 
So we kind of get where this is going. He's going to go on a drug journey to find his lost sister. Which is one of my big complaints in the episode. (laughs) I was just like, you're part of this big society that wants to see the other side. But they draw the line at (laughs) mind-altering substances. Like, (laughs) why? That's so stupid. (laughs) Of course, you need to alter your perspective to see beyond what you could normally see and see the other side. It doesn't make sense to not even Mm -hmm. try it. That's what the shamans used to do. At least that's what they say. And the drug of choice was called liquid gold or cactus juice, Mm -hmm. which just reminded me of like Avatar The Last Airbender when Sokka drank the water from the cactus. Good quality cactus juice. (laughs) They were ramping up the comedy with him. Because of how serious everything was with Appa. Oh, yeah, they had to. They're like, we need the kids not to cry. <laughs> but we cried. That's it. But yeah, he... um. So he drinks cactus juice, and guess what? He finds the forest. He goes in and sees his twin sister, as she was when she passed away. And this is where we get the line of like... Well, not here, but... Because he immediately returns back and he, now he needs to find more money to get more of the gold, the liquid gold. Mm. But the the society of the spiritualist society doesn't want him to spend money on that. In fact, if this storyline sounding familiar, get help. <laughs> he's addicted to drugs and he's trying to get money for more. Yeah. And they're against it because like, dude, they're we're already the laughing stock. We're losing money. I can't give you more money. To get high. To get high. In fact, you're fired. Because we can't have you around here like that. We are serious academics. <laughs> so, he... No, he, I got, a, I got a, a haunted mansion party to investigate. <laughs> this My old favorite. Walt Disney is cooking up something creepy. <laughs> So then he sees his sister again, and then this is where she tells him, like, hey, what have you done with your life? Are you a famous pianist yet? And he's like, no, I gave it up the moment you died. And she's That was like, sad, too. Yeah. And she's like, why? Because he's like, I spent my entire life trying to look for you. And then before she can be like, don't do that. But he, uh, he gets transported back, and... In his, like, desperation of trying to get more money and try to figure things out, he remembers um, the, a house. A house, the house of Keza... What was her name? Kezaya? Witch. Or the witch house, yeah, Kezaya. A woman who was burned at the stake and her corpse was never found. But she was actually a witch. So, yes. was there a crime committed? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, they're right. right? You know, like... <laughs> Why are you booing me? I'm right. Like, <laughs> they did it. Yay. I, I love that scene so much from uh, <laughs> uh, Eric Andre show. I just Have you seen me. the actual clip of it? Yeah. It's the stupidest thing. <laughs> I mean, it's not the stupidest thing because I've seen some of that show, but... <laughs> Anyway, that the the most frustrating part of this entire show was the beginning for faking me out and giving me hope. Because you know, your pal Jumbi is a big old softy, and he hopes for the best in the worst situations. In the beginning of this whole episode, it was like, "Hey." It's going to have a happy ending. Ha ha ha. Don't worry. Trust me. And I was like, I do. I do trust you. I'm so excited for this to be a happy ending. What a twist that one of them has a happy ending. Oh gosh. How are we going to get out of this? And through the whole episode, I had had hope that it was at least going to end in a like, hey, you got him. Like maybe not happy, but you win. You know, the good guys (laughs) win. Yeah. And. The moment in the beginning of the episode, we did get uh, somebody say like, "Oh, this don't worry, this has a happy ending." Mm-hmm. The moment where when I realized where that voice 
originated from, like the owner of the voice, I guess. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, no, we're not going to get a happy ending. <laughs> I never realized until the end. And I was, <laughs> I got a new arch enemy in the form of that stupid human faced rat. <laughs> yes, because there was a human faced rat. Because your boy Walter hung out at this house, this witch house, and tried to find the key to bring over a lost soul to the other side because the last trip he had he grabbed on to his sister's his sister Epperly's uh nightgown and brought it back with him to the other side to the reality so something is working something is correct and he did which you can't like the, I was about to say you can't write this but obviously somebody wrote this <laughs> you wouldn't hear about it your boy fucking took the liquid gold in the fucking witch's house. I mean, he, say what you want about Walter, but he commits, all right? He committed his life to finding an answer, a way to save her from the other side. And he's committing right now to that very mission by doing the most dangerous, insane thing to ever do, all right? There's millions of little haunted areas throughout the entire world or, you know, said to be haunted. You don't see people going there and doing like peyote and stuff to have mind altering <laughs> events in that location. Hey, let, let's that's crazy. do some let's do peyote at the Amityville house. You know, I mean, I'm sure somebody does, but you don't hear about them because they're dead. <laughs> <laughs> or like the conjuring house. That's so gross. I would never do that. I don't even want to know that that's real. Rip. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we won't talk about that anymore. Um, yeah, well, this to me, the witch really sold this episode, and it was a good build up to this point. Um, just watching her shadow him as he's getting a tour of this place and like sleeping in the bed, and he's like, um, like he sees her, and then he's like, you know what, I'm gonna go to bed, which you know, and. Um, she just looks over him. He's frozen in shock. The rat, human-faced monster comes and starts talking shit. Yeah, like, that's the she, guy. It's him. It's him, boss. It's him. Yeah, I hate him. And he's a twin. Yeah, she's like, ooh, twin. I ooh. hate this rat with every fiber of my being. I almost want to write him out of our review because I I want him to not exist. But he's very important to the plot. Oh, well, he's stupid and dumb and ugly. How about that? <laughs> So, um, those are the three you, most powerful <laughs> insults that any grade schooler has. You're stupid, <laughs> you're dumb, which are two different things, and you're ugly. Oh, oh, uh, oh, did you know what was the most, um, hardcore insults when I was in elementary school? Just you know, to show my age because we're it, here. Was it your mama? Up your butt and around the corner. Oh, gross. It's sick. Yeah. Sick. Don't say that to me. <laughs> now we have to put a parental advisory on this episode. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Shit. Why'd you do that? Fuck. You fucking potty mouth. You idiot. Oh. <laughs> um, but yeah. <laughs> yes, this rat was crazy. He's definitely like... The the best way to describe this is like the rich in a, in any um teen movie the rich guy's best friend. Oh, look who showed up! <laughs> <laughs> hey, <laughs> you know he just always agrees with them. And all. Mm-hmm. It, um, anyway, it's a familiar. It's a yeah. familiar <laughs> for the witch. I don't know how she created this little rat monstrosity, but she did a great job at creating the arch villain for the entire show. <laughs> He's going to show yeah. up in other properties. I I would love if he cameoed in episode two with the grave robber. And he's just like oh, one yeah, of the little rats. Like, rats. Nah, get him. Get him. <laughs> he's he's climbing up, boss. He's climbing up. He's climbing up. He's, he's crying, <laughs> boss. He's crying. Yeah, he's like every henchman's pet yeah. in every villain movie. And for every villain of every movie that like you can't catch because he's just too slippery and small. He's like a rat. Every, 
Like at the end of the episode when they try to kill him, he just goes into the walls like, hey, you can't catch me. Mm. He's like a cockroach, but he's a rat. But Walter, your boy Walter, does take a look at gold in this house after learning all the secrets from the witch. And he goes to the other side and grabs his sister to go to uh, uh, to pull him back to reality. Pull her back to reality. Back to Every- reality. Oh, the ghost yeah. grabbed me. <laughs> Everybody warns him not to because... That's not how it works. You can't just bring dead to life, you know? Yeah. But unfortunately, by him opening the gate, he gets the the witch who, to me, lives in between both realms. She's not quite in the death realm. She's not quite in the living realm. She's just in her own little witch realm that she can cross, cross one over. But... Once she got, once that door opened, she's like, "Oh, I could cross over now," and she fucking crosses over, well, makes out with Walt. I feel like Walt. Did he bring her back by accident? Because it it's established that he can bring things back through this portal. He brings a piece of his sister's clothing back at one point in the plot, so he gets the idea of like he can bring things back. Um, and I bought it too because if he could bring clothing back, I don't, I don't get why he can't just bring whatever he wants back. Right. And I also don't get why that piece of clothing didn't have ghostly properties to it. It was just a piece of cloth. You're gonna make a steal if you just go in there and steal stuff. From, well, I think like, in that ghosts. since he walked into that realm, he can like touch because he was like hugging her and stuff. So she's not ghostly at that point. But no, but like the- when 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 she's in the corporeal world, she's still like uh. ghostly. Yeah, but he, he still can make physical content. It's only when she crosses back where she's like completely transparent. Mm. And he brings her to the other side, but he left that door open. And as soon as it opened up, he's like, hey, this is not as lively as it once was. He's like, oh, no, the, the witch is here. And she's coming after us. We need to get the fuck out of here. No, she's like, you, um, Epperly is like, you need to get the fuck out of here. He's like, no, not without you. He grabs her. They go to the other side. And uh, the rat makes it over. But, um, well, he almost doesn't make it, like, he almost gets his soul sucked out. Yeah, he was making out with the witch. I know that was that was something. I thought that was it, honestly. I thought it was like she makes it out, he stays, roll credits, like she lives, he dies, yeah, and he didn't have much of a life anyway. So, and then, but it sucks because then she, like, I feel like Everly will spend her entire life looking for him, like, try to get him back. That would be a terrible cycle, but like, it's not like Eberly was in there and making out with the, with the witch. <laughs> yeah. Like she was just chilling in the forest, seemingly nothing bad happening to her. She's just stuck. Um, that guy didn't seem like he was gonna make it very long in that forest. Yeah, but uh, they eventually make it to the other side along with a rat and and the witch, I think. Yeah. Because the witch is, because she lives, she lives in between the realms, and you know, they introduced this character earlier, but we have a random medium who paint, who's paints whatever the witch tells her to paint, and it always comes true. And one of the messages was that, um, that this dude lives in one realm, and Walter. While Epperly and Kazile is in another realm, and if he wants, like, if you, if he tries to bring, if he tries to meddle and all that stuff, he's gonna die by sun by sundown. Mm. And we get this really cool scene where they run to a church. Um, his friend comes to help. Uh, that works at Time Magazine comes to help. Um, and he sees what he he. And the entire episode was like, I've never seen a ghost. I've never seen anything paranormal. I do all this paranormal investigation, but I've never seen anything. Now he sees Kaziah. And he's like, oh, fuck. And she, like, this is the part I hate. Where it's like, you have a church. You have someone with, um, you know, like a, like high spiritual powers-esque. And she's like, oh, but the witch can still get inside and fuck things up. I'm like, I hate that. I hate that concept. Like, make if you're gonna have an evil spirit like that, make a safe haven 
at least. Yeah, I don't like when the villain's all-powerful and there's no way to stop them. I don't like when it's a demonic presence that can't be stopped by saintly objects. Yeah. Because, like, if you're going with demon lore, you have to, like, assume the good side is true as well. And that has to matter somehow. Otherwise, we're not dealing with demon lore or whatever, or witch lore or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. It's it's something else. Yeah, it just makes it sound like there's, I was also, there's a hell and no heaven. I'm not, like, the most learned on H.P. Lovecraft stuff. Mm-hmm. But does he have witch stuff? Because at the beginning, Guillermo del Toro kind of set this up to be a Lovecraftian thing. And one of the only things I know about that stuff is Cthulhu. So I was like expecting that. But it turned into this witch story. I was wondering if you had any background knowledge on that. Probably not. Yeah, like a little bit. Hmm. The only thing I've learned about this is that um, Walter is a mathematician that rents an attic room in the witch house Hmm. in uh, Arkham, Massachusetts. Arkham? That's yeah. a good name. And same thing, Kazai is a witch who disappeared mysteriously from from jail. Um, and people who lived in the attic died prematurely. So mm. he kind of... Um, he theorizes that the structure of the attic can enable travel from one plane uh, or dimension to another. And he's a mathematician, so he's like about about it. And so, I, I feel like you're saying magician because <laughs> I don't see how he's drawing those conclusions with math. Uh, oh, two plus two equals a portal to the other side. <laughs> it's all geometry. Sure. Yeah. Sure, Jan. Sure, Jan. I don't get so, it. <laughs> uh, I don't know. People in the past. We're way better at math than I am. That's true. If if I learned anything from modern movies like Oppenheimer, people in the past were better at math. All right. You ready for this? Because I have an explanation of what H.P. Lovecraft meant by this guy. What? Walter's character? In uh, in his story, not... Because this is based story. off... Yeah, yeah, okay. So, Gilman begins experiencing bizarre dreams in which he seems to float without physical form through an otherworldly space of unearthly geometry and indescribable colors and sound. Mm. Among the elements, both organic and inorganic, mm-hmm. which is expensive, yeah. he perceives shapes that he innately recognizes as entities that appear and disappear instantaneously and at random. Several times his dreaming self-encounters... Um, Encounters bizarre clusters of iridescent, prolately spheroidal bubbles, as well as rapidly changing polyhedral figures. Somebody owns the Saurus. Not me. <laughs> <laughs> and then he also has uh, a nightmares involving Kasaya, Kasaya and her familiar. Hmm. Oh, but. The familiar's name is Brown Jenkin. And the in rat? This, yeah. And in the episode, his name is Jenkins Brown. I didn't, like, why are you humanizing him? I didn't need a name. His name's Ratface. <laughs> yeah, Ratface. I hate Ratface. It's Jenkins Brown. <laughs> I hate Jenkins Brown. Jenkins Brown in the episode and Brown Jenkins in the in the story. If your birth name is Jenkins Brown, change it. Yeah. Keep Wait. Jenkins though. It's kind of sick. You know, this had like the same issue with uh, the autopsy, not the autopsy, uh, Pickman's model, mm-hmm. where like people preferred the lore to the episode. Not the lore, the, the original story. The short, yeah. Well,. Especially with short stories. I mean, you're filling in a lot of the blanks yourself. Of course, you're going to like it more. I don't know. Yeah. This is filling in some of the things that your imagination would normally do. It's never going to be as good. Yeah. But I thought it was really good. I thought this episode was great. I loved it. The visual of the witch, you can't. Like, to me, they they nailed it. 
Mm-hmm. I think that that is what better than whatever I would have come up with. These episodes are so strong. Like I don't, I don't think we. <laughs> I don't even know if we've covered anything like of this high quality before. I mean, all of Mike Flanagan stuff is good. Yeah, but I just mean like. This is this is what we're looking for. This is adults. <laughs> Are you afraid of the dark? If I ever saw it, and then there's like, well, we just, we just don't have, yeah, we just yeah. don't have the campfire kids. We have Guillermo instead. But his little suit, I mean, it, it's almost better. Yeah. <laughs> um, man, if I had, he like, looks my so hands, dapper. I love him. If I had my hands on, like, Are you afraid of the dark? I would do it midnight club style, where like the the people and the midnight society are in the story. That would be cool. I would do it that way too. And like you get that range, you know, like mm-hmm. like one like one probably one episode one guy is being goofy and pisses off somebody so he like is a clown. But you can't get <laughs> younger kids. Cuz that sounds like an actor's like dream job, but mm-hmm. it also sounds like you need some really good experienced like seasoned actors. That you might not get from like tweens. They're they're popping up. I mean, the the tweens of Stranger Things, you know, especially uh, what Finn. Finn Wolfhard. Yeah, I mean, he made that up. That's not a real name. (laughs) Can't be. (laughs) It's so good. (laughs) No, that's his name. I just like, is that his birth name, or did he just? I want to be cool, and here's my name. I mean that he's Canadian, so it makes sense. That it might, yeah, it's true. They are like cool. Ryan, Ryan Reynolds. Come on. I mean that might not be his name either. Every now <laughs> and then they have like all those little videos of like here the celebrity's real name. Ryan Reynolds is actually named Ashley or like something random, <laughs> and you never know. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know why that guy. <laughs> yeah, because like Ashton Kutcher is not his actual name. I was that was what I was thinking of too, but I don't remember. <laughs> is that his why real you said name, Ashley? <laughs> but it was something like Ashley. Yeah. Anyway, um, but yeah, but um, I mean, this episode, like that, that dude's reala- realization that he see like, like Rupert was right. That was a good way to like end that episode, where he was just like, "Yeah, you're right." But the the fight scene where she just well, it's not even much of a fight. She opens the door, just demolishes the church, and then one like nice shot of shattering glass kills the only nun there that can protect them. That made and me she, mad because she was just living her life. And then she pulls out uh, Walter, takes her back to his house. They go back to the house. Um, I like her he, line where she's just like, "Get the fuck out of my church." like that was that was a good line yeah i feel like god was like nah you cussed that's it sorry (laughs) no (laughs) that's so mean that is not what i took away from it damn but yeah rip is there judging like "Uh uh-uh you slipped up (laughs) and you're not gonna have enough time to confess sorry Jeez. Like, that's what the witch wanted to get them to, like, curse. <laughs> ah, you said, I gotcha. Bah, death. Um, but the, f- and this is also kind of drove me crazy. She has the special wand dagger that she's going to, like, kill or mangle or something against Walter by driving it into his eye, mm. something. And she takes her sweet ass time with like rat face in the back, like yeah, yeah, get him, yeah, get yeah. him, give him the old one too. Yeah, you got it, you got it. yeah. Because that that was like five minutes until the um, Epperly comes in, grabs her hand, and shoves it back to the witch, and then the witch dies, but not not Jenkins. The witch <laughs> dies because she was impaled by the wand, right? Yeah, and it kills her. The magic wand that was very vague to me. Yeah. I wasn't mean, they, sure what the hell that did. They talked about it a little bit. I know, but like, it was still very unclear to me, even what they gave us. <laughs> I've been waiting for this rat to die in this story <laughs> the entire time, and I hate how long he survives. So, the beautiful thing about this story, though, the beautiful thing is that Epperly 
is not afraid of anymore. She's not afraid of the other side. She's ready to move on. And she goes. she begs Walter to do it. And he accepts her death. So we get the last bit acceptance. And she ascends to the other side. And you see this like nice gold ray of light as she fades away. So you know she's going to heaven. <laughs> I assume. Um, no, nah, she's going to heaven. What a slap that would be <laughs> if that's the hell like teleportation where it's I like, heard you ah, cuss too. We got you. We tricked you, right? We tried to make it as angelic as possible just to trick you. Make it extra and, harsh. And uh I was gonna say Rupert. And Walter knocks out. Mm-hmm. And he's in the bed. They're trying to they're they're taking care of him. He's sick, but, then, but he got through it. Um their little pal, um, lady who can prophesize things through paintings. Mm-hmm. She um, she's there with them, and she's like, "Nothing I paint is a lie, except for this, because I painted I'm so him dying. I'm so happy I'm not clairvoyant anymore." And because the, the witch makes her paint these things, and the witch is dead. But in the entire episode, there's been a leak, a blood leak, and uh, Walter's friend just has enough of it. He's like, "I gotta investigate," and he goes up into a little section in the attic where it just smells like death. And they finally found it, the corpse of Keziah with her familiar skeleton also there. And that's when they hear Walter screaming in pain, go downstairs, back to where he was staying. And in a scene reminiscent of what, Alien, mm-hmm. the rat face Jenkins Brown or Brown Jenkins busts out of his chest and kills Walter. And he's like, what I did can't be undone. Meow, she. And he runs away and no one squishes him. The friend tries to kill him, but he doesn't. That's the most frustrating part of this stupid episode. And then the the rat lives. Not stupid. It's a great episode. I just hate that rat. And his friend is in denial. He's just like, no, no, we have to save him. He, and you could see like, maybe he was going to try to make a deal with like the witch again or something to try to help her. But the the other lady sad because her her painting came true her last um clairvoyant painting um and then and then we see stupid rat face jenkins um as all said and done they leave walter's body um to decompose on the bed the stupid rat face jenkins enters walter's chest cavity again and then walter sits back up which is very confusing but he just like internally ratatouille's him and gets him to stand up and button up his shirt and he's looking through his eyes somehow and Walter just goes walking about town but he's not Walter anymore he's Jenkins Brown and he's being controlled from the inside and Jenkins Brown's voice comes out of his voice box and he's like meow she I told you it was a happy ending (laughs) ha ha I can't imagine a happier life la di da la di da and he just kicks and screams and walks down the street causing havoc. Yeah, he steals it. an or- he steals an orange and he kicks people's drinks while he's mm-hmm. walking down. What an asshole. He's like, I dare you to fight me. I don't even care about this body. And it ends like that. Very goosebumps. Yeah, and that's it. The end. I hate rat face brown Jenkins. But it was a great story overall. The witch was intimidating. The familiar was infuriating. They made you hate them both. Um, <laughs> you did get a happy ending in the sense that the sister's soul moved on. We don't really get to see what happens to Walter's soul, but his body is not doing good. It's not a good. It's not doing good for the the bodies of these people, but their souls and, are yet to be determined. And if anything, he's probably stuck at the house as a spirit or something. I hope not. I mean, the witch is still dead. But yeah, um, and he might not have any qualms about moving on. He's like, "All right, I'm dead. Let's go to my sister." Like, I know she moved on. Let's go open up those pearly gates. But yeah, same thing happens in like the the short story. Um, Walter, I mean Brown Jenkins, eats his way through his chest too. Does he ratatouille him? Uh, I don't think so. That was a special invention no, for the show? No, because uh, the 
the skeleton of the the familiar um ends up on display in a museum or some shit. Oh, I think it disintegrated or something upstairs. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I remember that. I thought that meant he died, but he didn't. Yeah. If only. No, he probably just absorbed himself into Walter's body. Good story. I liked it. I one of the better witch depictions I've ever seen. So that was really, yeah. really, really good. Like a dead witch is probably really fucking scary if you think about it. A living one's oh. scary too. That's why you gotta burn her. <laughs> and she looks charred too. Mm-hmm. That's the other thing. You love to see those old crazy witch burners be right once in a while. <laughs> you always hear about them being wrong, but what if one time? Just one time. Maybe it's worth it. No, it's not worth it. <laughs> they killed so many innocent a women. Clock, a clock is right. A broken clock is right twice a day. Officer. <laughs> oh, but anyway, that's it. Uh, anything you want to add to this, Jumbie? Yeah. See. Yeah, well, okay, and with that, any last words, Jumpy? Yeah. Yeah, indeed. <laughs> I just wanted you to we... do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> With that, we conclude another episode of Fandom Silver Screen Podcast. If you like what you heard, please give us a like, subscribe, follow, anything to show us that you love us. Because we love you too. And if, if you showed us what the afterlife is, we'll do anything. I mean, as much as we can to try to bring you back to the other side. That's how much we love you. I ain't doing that. Move on. Thank you.